When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, Chicago, what do you say? It's the CHGO Cubs postgame show presented by PointsBet. Use the promo code CHGO. When you sign up to get two risk-free bets up to 2000 bucks. Rockies beat the Cubs 6-5 to five out in the Mile High City. I'm Luke Stuckmeyer, Cody Del Mendo, Kyle Williams here, and hopefully Ryan Herrera checking in from the Cubs clubhouse here at some point on the postgame show. Listen, the way I look at this game, the first game of the series is a game the Cubs very easily could have lost. This is a game they very easily could have won. Yeah, that's a that's a good way to put it. This game was just annoying because you had a lead. <laughs> you had a lead. You had a lead with your number one pitcher. I don't the, a three nothing lead with your best pitcher. I mean, let's be real. Marcus Stroman is that dude. He's supposed to be the guy. He was rolling. We're up three nothing. The offense is rolling. We're scoring early, and Marcus Stroman gives up a five spot in that. What was it the fourth inning? Yeah, and it all started with, of course. A infield single by Chris Bryant. Um, I don't know what else to say. This one sucks. I know we got a bunch of games to go, but like, like me and Corey said last night, every time the Cubs go to Colorado, they're it just is never fun. It's never fun because they score runs, but they won't win games. And like that's how I feel every every year when they go to Colorado. They 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 find a way to just make me want to pull my hair out. And tonight. They make me want to pull my hair out. I blame myself because I tweeted, yeah. oh, I'm having so much fun during this game. And then Strowman did what he did. And, again, a lot of it has to do with Coors Field and stuff. Um, but, yeah, he really lost command in that fourth inning. And that, yeah. that led to the, the, the five-run inning. And, and then the Cubs f- forgot how to score runs but with guys on base. And, yeah. Scott so. Crawford's with you. He says, I hate them, I hate them, I hate them. <laughs> on the <Yeah>. chat. <laughs> Yeah, no, it was it was after Stroman gave up the home run on the splitter. It just went downhill from there. And this team, they were getting on base. They were getting guys in scoring positions. They just couldn't couldn't bring them home. And that's the story of this game is this Cardinals fan in the chat. Don't worry about the Cardinals fan. I just realized something. I love I love the purple sweatshirt for, you know, Easter or whatever. But this was the wrong choice today. Kyle. Like what? Are you kidding me? Like, I, you know, I just realized I've been sitting next to you all night and not look over and he's, 
all it's missing is the Rockies logo. <laughs> you know, I, yeah. I had on these black and white shoes. Oh, and even the shoes match the Rockies. I, and I wanted to wear them tonight, and then I this is the only thing I had to go with the <laughs> shoes, and I didn't man, think about man. it until I walked down. I was like, oh, that's what not a, a rookie good look. mistake that is. Unbelievable. No wonder you're the intern, man. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> um, no, I mean, there were so many opportunities, really, in this game. Mm-hmm. Do you like the piece of cheese at the end of the game? Where we were all like, just one swing in the bat, <laughs> one swing in the bat, one swing the in the bat. fake rally, as they yeah. call it. I mean, they I, get I the tie run all rally. the way over to third base, and your guy Hermosillo yeah. comes up, and we're like, one swing in the bat. Yeah. And he, on, Would you prefer just, that, or would you just like to, you know, lose it, de- it without it any It depends runs on who you're playing and how the game is going. Since they're playing at Coors Field, you're like, anything really anything can happen. Can. I like to see the fight. I like to see the fight from yeah, the team that, yeah. you know – it wasn't going their way a lot of times, but uh, there were some positives in it. We'll talk about some of those later. Obviously, I thought, you know, yesterday Thompson was one, Efros was one tonight. Yeah, yeah. Bullpen was actually really good uh, outside of that homer that Chris Martin gave up, but he even managed to get out of that little jam. He had some command problems because um, after he gave up the homer, I think he gave up two more hits after that, and but then uh, got a strikeout to get out of it. And then after that, the bullpen was was – was you know lights out so yeah again they're they're coming together which is nice it's red room says i have the big sads from this game <laughs> the big sads the big yeah. sads but still confident nothing nothing like having the big sads at eleven twenty p.m on a friday <laughs> no night, no it's not the way you want to head into your <laughs> like, <laughs> like, head into your weekend yeah <laughs> uh, you know i mean 13 hits 18 left on base, and the Rockies radio announcer saying, hey, this team will single you to death. Listen, this is what you signed up for when you said we want a different offense. I'm not saying realistically what Cubs fans probably want is half of this offense and half of the last offense. You just Mm -hmm. don't want the swings of all one way or all the other way. Uh, They needed the big hit tonight to get it over the top. You know, they right. needed the home run. Yeah. They needed that Contreras fly ball to go over the wall, or they and needed VRs to go off. They needed Contreras to swing the bat yeah, in well, the eighth yeah, inning. Yeah, you know, they sure did yeah. that too. But, like, they had those opportunities, but you you want contact. You got contact. You had 13 hits. Yeah. What, six walks? Something like that? Six Lot, you, know, you had plenty yeah. of guys on base. Plenty of guys, and it's just – couldn't get the big hit this time. Yeah, only four major league teams have less home um, have. Excuse me, only four major league teams have. Yeah, have less home runs than the Cubs. So that and they only have six home runs on this season. I believe the Dodgers lead Major League Baseball with thirteen. Mm-hmm. Just you, their lack of power. Just in games like this is when you just need that that power bat. And it Suzuki wasn't outside of the one at bat. He I'm not having him hurts, but. It's just the team that doesn't have any consistent power right now. And I, they they hit the home run. Mm-hmm. The Rockies hit the home run. Uh, and uh, Trejo's home two, run. Two home it, runs. Yeah, yeah, his home run, though, changed the game, right? Yeah, that, oh, for sure. They got the big home run. The Cubs didn't get the big home run. Right. And that that home run sent Stroman going, and it, it totally changed the way everybody looked at the game. Yeah. I, uh, you know, that inning with – that fourth inning with Stroman and how it started, it just it, – it it goes with, like, every game, I feel like, 
any team plays at Coors Field. It's just like any any person gets on and suddenly chaos will happen. And that's why there's always a ton of runs and the, their outfield is so big and, and, and all this. And, you know, it is what it is. Uh, but, yeah, I, I really thought Stroman just lost his command in that for for the few, those last yeah. few batters. And, like, that's what really hurt him because then he started walking people, and that's not something he's known for doing. And, uh, yeah, so I, am I worried about Marcus Stroman? No, I'm not worried about Marcus Stroman. I just am a little irked because this was the – like, if the Cubs were going to actually perhaps maybe win this series, they needed to win this game tonight. Now I'm back on the train of, like, eh, we could still split. Could you split, know what yeah. I mean? Um, but, you know, you, you need – you obviously need more out of your – big free agent starting pitcher that you got. And I feel like over the course of the year, we will get that. But again, Coors Field, he was due for a bad start at Coors oh, Field, he, apparently. He He's been really Coors great there. Field. Like last, yeah. last year, three hits right? Uh, is all he gave up. And, you know, this outing, it was the split finger fastball. I just left it out over the plate, and it that was it. You right. Know, that's the I, difference in the game. Yeah, I agree with Cody. Like, this was the game to, to get. When, you know, you have your – your ace, your best pitcher on the mound, you expect to get this one, especially with the way he was pitching up until the home run that he allowed. But tomorrow, Mark um, Leiter Jr. is going to be pitching for the Cubs, probably more of a bullpen game. So, you know, it's not the greatest sign going into that. But this is just one of those games where, you know, just like you said, crazy stuff happens at Coors Field. Yeah. Um, What else? Uh, people in the comments are talking about Suzuki and like are why asking our thoughts in? on why we why he didn't stay in. And here's my two cents on it. If if I could go back and change anything now that I know what happened, I guess you leave you hold on to Suzuki on the bench until that eighth inning or even that ninth inning, and use someone else maybe bat Hermosillo instead because there was a base open, so it was a you could argue that maybe it was a clear, you know, maybe they'd intentionally walk him anyway type situation in that, was it the fifth inning? Yes, I think fifth so. Fifth or the sixth, sixth inning. Yeah. So, like, that's that's all I – that's what I got for that. Like, they went into the day saying that Suzuki was getting an off day and with maybe one at bat. I, w- I mean, personally, I was a little irked that they didn't put Suzuki in the game, but I also understand why they didn't. Like, the reason that I'm irked is because I want to win the game. And the Cubs are better when they have Suzuki in the game. That is clear. That is, like, a fact. There's no, there's no like, getting around. It's the, that's a fact. But I understand off days. And, you, you know, he – again, we have to remember this is a developmental year. And uh, we, we need him to stay fresh and healthy all season, right? So yeah, it's only April. Right. So I get why people are like, well, the season just started, blah, 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 blah. I get that, but, you know, like you always say. Ten straight games. Contreras, you know, took a day off. Right. And and like you always say, David Ross knows more about baseball than I do. I'm just (laughs) – or and he knows more about how the guys are feeling. You know, maybe maybe say after that game, Ross thought to himself, yeah, he had a miscue in the Mm. outfield. He had a miscue running the bases. Maybe that was he was a little mentally tired. Uh, You know, it's been a lot going on for him from signing to getting to spring training to – opening up the season, just playing game after game after game and, and playing well, but maybe he needed a a night off to just kind of... Yeah. 
I think Cubs fans, too, just want to see him hitting that course Field juice box. The way he's hitting yeah. right now, who wouldn't want to see that? Right. Yeah, no, I agree. And, I mean, he when they did get that at bat, it was it was a big spot. So I get why they used him there. It just, yeah, with the ba- first base open, you could tell they went, they threw him two pitches. They were both nowhere near the zone. And then they said, forget it. We're just going to walk him and take our chances. And it worked out for them. Um, Jake was talking about the offense on the chat and saying, you know, I, I still think it's going to come. You get more guys on base. Yeah. You get more uh, at-bats with runners in scoring position. This offensive night is the night you'd like to see on those cold nights at Wrigley Field where the ball's mm-hmm. just going nowhere. Um, and probably true in Colorado because it was cold there tonight too, but in the mile-high air, it usually will take at least a home. I mean, you need at least one home run. Yeah. When you're playing at Mile High, you're not gonna you're not gonna win a game in the Mile High City with mm-hmm. a bunch of singles. That or you, you, again, you, whether it's a home run, you need the the big hit too. There was a inning there where Madrigal and Contreras got back to back doubles right. that led yeah. to a run. Yeah, yeah. Like you'll get, but I'm saying you'll get runs, but it's probably not going to be enough runs. Right. Right. Whereas this would have been a perfect offensive game on one of those days, Wrigley, where the wind is just howling in. Like you would say, oh great, this mm-hmm. is what you need to do. This is what the past Cubs couldn't do was just, right. just get runners on base and try to keep the line I mean, moving a little bit. Maybe, it, you know, looking back at it, Jan Gomes has been playing well. I know you don't want to remove your last catch, like your remaining yeah. catcher on the bench, like take him out of the game, but he's been hitting well. Would have been a decent spot for him that would have been able to save Suzuki. But again, the you know how baseball is. It can get wild. You never know. Like maybe – that's why Ross didn't use Gomes there, uh, and hey. he didn't use him at all tonight. But and he's been hitting well too. I would have been, you know, I don't know. That's my whole thing with Suzuki is like I wish they would have saved him later. But I also understand like when you have a chance to try and score a run like in a big moment of the game, and at that point it felt like a big moment. Like I get it. So again, I my biggest thing with David Ross tonight uh, would probably be how he did manage that bench with with that situation because if you're going to give Suzuki the night off just give him the night off and when if you get late in the game and you're close then give him the at bat that's just my two cents on rather seen it later in the game yeah yeah um Ferris pointed out wow you guys are up late yes we are Ferris we're we're here man we don't quit we're here for you we're here for you um it was a winnable game as he said as well you know we've talked about that however we'll point out that in yesterday's post-game show, we talked a lot about, uh, with Corey, that don't give up on Patrick Wisdom. We're not, I'm not saying he's going to be an all-star player or any of that stuff. It, it's that you watch Twitter and the, the content was, it's over, DFAM, move on. I don't, I've seen enough, you know, and it was like, slow down. There's no reason not to let him play for at least another week before you even make him take a day off just like see what happens and tonight you know what he came through he was a much he was much better at the plate especially in that second like that second at bat in the ninth inning like the first one I wouldn't like he didn't hit it super hard or anything he just put it in the right spot and he was due for one of those because like it'd been going real bad for him but the second one he ripped that ball into the into the gap and uh, so, yeah, it's it's positive. Maybe that gets him going. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I was I said last night like maybe a day or two off for him, but after tonight, I feel like you know 
I don't know. I don't. I can't, I don't have the matchup in my head right now. But maybe you put him back in there tomorrow, uh, and you know, he definitely. I feel like when you with him doing that, you gotta you gotta stick with it. Yeah. Keep, let him keep going. So well, VR had a good game too. Two for true, three. True. Yeah. Um, and he DH hit the ball him. hard at the end too. Yeah. Oh yeah, you could you can DH him. Um, but yeah, I mean. It, it's good to see because, like, again, like I said last night, like I, you know, this guy was a former first round pick yeah. for a reason. And I've, I've believed that he just wasn't given a shot. Of course, the league caught up to him. It took him a, obviously took him a long time to really kind of find any kind of adjustment period, use the offseason to do that. And now we got to see it play out and hope, I hope for him it does because if, if he does, if, if he is someone, a guy for this team, then that's only good for the Cubs down the road. So. Hey, Nick Madrigal made a pretty nice play in this game. Yeah, the the sliding one uh, yeah. going towards first base. Pretty nice play. Yeah, um, I I think you know back to back nights of you know good baseball from him. You know, you could, there's some things on the defensive side. I think you can if you want to nitpick. I I, I get it, and it, I think it goes back to that how that fourth inning start or fourth inning went with Stroman. Yeah. It all started with the infield single by Chris Bryant, um, and it what he hit it. He beat the shift, the shift. Right. And uh, Madrigal was able to field it, but his he didn't get the ball over there fast enough. enough. But yeah. That's a tough play. Though. That's a tough play, though, right? Like, it's hard to nitpick it, but, like, I'm just I'm just going off what I was reading on my Twitter timeline. People <laughs> were freaking out over it. Like, this guy can't catch a break. Um, but, you know, I don't know, man. Like, it, I think he's still trying to get going. He yeah. didn't play all of last year, basically. Tore like, his hamstring. <laughs> right, right. Like, there, there's a lot of coming back this guy has to do. But all things to me is encouraging, at least for him, because you yeah. know, he's just putting the ball bat on the ball and he's getting hits. Not just singles. He had a double tonight, too. Jack agrees with you, Cody. He says he feels that Ross burns his best bench bats too early sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, I, it it is. Uh, I wouldn't say it's like a consistent thing, but it, there is times where I'm like, wouldn't you want to save that person for later? But yeah, I don't know, man. It's just something. It's always when you lose a game, you can always look back and blame something on the manager. Absolutely. So it is what it is. And he's caught, you know, not knowing how to use a DH. Maybe this is the first time he's in the situation where he doesn't have to hit for the pitcher slot. Maybe he's. Using these bats a little bit too early, just being used to what he used to do. That's true. That's true. Fair point. Um, and, and I will say this. Joe points out at least uh, Ross doesn't intentionally walk people with the bases loaded. <laughs> yeah. uh, Joe, wait. We're, We're going to get to that. that. We're going to get to that <laughs> later in the Joe podcast. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we, will, we will address uh, Joe Madden's crazy move uh, uh, in this game. Yeah, the Cubs lose 6-5 to five, uh, to the Rockies. Two more games in the series, and like you said, Cody, there's still a chance to get a split. It's just disappointing because series, it's dis. Yeah, yeah, that's true. It's uh, it's disappointing because they got away with one mm-hmm. in game one, and you were like, "Well, this game two, you're sitting pretty with a three nothing lead in Stroman." Uh, just didn't have it. So you move on. We'll see what happens these next two days, and then uh, Cubs will be coming home. Yeah, I mean, again. Uh, I always like to reference the baseball gods, man. Like, <laughs> the baseball gods gifted us one last night with the bad defense, and tonight the baseball gods uh, taketh away uh, our happiness because of, you know, 
just a bunch of dumb shit that the Cubs <laughs> could not get their get like get their heads out of their asses for. So, um, you know, it is what it is, man. Uh, again, two more games in the series. You know, I realistically, I think a split is possible. But they could, they could, you know. Tomorrow's game could just get wild. Those bullpen games, the Cubs bullpen's been good. It's going to be interesting to see how they 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 do it because no Keegan, no Thompson. no Keegan Thompson, right? And they just use uh, F. Ross and and Martin tonight and David right. Norris as well. So I'm just interested to see how David Ross goes about it. So. Um, you know, I mean, you shouldn't be fearing the Rockies and saying it can't be done. I mean, everybody laughed at Chris Bryant for even signing with him because everybody's like, well, they're That's going true. nowhere. That's true. Their, their future is dim. Why would he go there other than some cash? So uh, to think that <laughs> nice they couldn't the beat the Rockies twice, like, yeah. I mean, I think any team in baseball could beat the Rockies twice. For sure. Uh, in a row. So we'll see. Uh, we're hoping Ryan Herrera is going to be able to join us before the end of the podcast again. He's out there in Denver in the clubhouse, in the press box, uh, trying to get some interviews here after the game. And if he's done with his work in time, he'll come on and join us. If he's not, you can read his work, allchgo.com. Make sure you subscribe, become a member, get your free merch, and get access to Ryan's articles uh, as well. Let's take a quick break, talk points bet. Well, I was going to try oh, and transition. Oh, oh okay. Well, uh, let me just keep talking. You can sign up for keep CHGO talking. if you sign up for points bet because oh, we have a great smooth. deal. Uh, also, if you guys rode with on the under for Herman Marquez under four and a half strikeouts, uh, congratulations! At least you won some money tonight. Um, anyway, like I was saying, <laughs> the best way to support CHGO is to download the PointsBet app and use code CHGO when you sign up. If you make a fifty dollar more first time deposit, you receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our web content, and you'll even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO locker. If you have any questions, email pointsbet at allchgo.com and we'll help you. Remember that PointsBet is your home for live in-game betting. They even have a new exclusive feature, live NBA same-game parlay. For the first time ever, build the perfect live same-game parlay only with PointsBet. Combine your favorite bets anytime during the game. You can even boost your live same-game parlays. And now online sign-up is available in Illinois. You can actually download the PointsBet app right now and register your account from start to finish, all from your phone. Say it every show. Luke did it, so all you can do it if he can do it because I've seen this man look at a phone before, and it is a wild scene, folks. Uh, rotary. I'm used to the rotary phone. <laughs> <laughs> Signing up with the fastest sports book is now easier than ever, so you can start living your bet life in seconds. Use code CHGO to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. So what are you waiting for once the game starts? Don't just bet. Live your bet life with points bet. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. CHGO, this is what we do. Doesn't matter what time the game's over. We're here for your post-game show. <laughs> Doesn't you know? matter. And, and you it might want to listen. You might want to listen to this podcast in the morning, but the people that want to talk about it right after the game, We're right here. We are here for you. I don't care if it's five people, a hundred people, three thousand people, fifty thousand people. We want to be here to talk Cubs baseball after the game and every other team. So we've got podcasts and live shows every team every day. Post-game shows, premium written content for the members at allchgo.com. Of course, we have the dope merch headed your way now. Free shirt when you become a member in the members-only Discord, the CHGO Lounge. You know, I was thinking about the, the points bet read that we do there mm -hmm. for our fabulous sponsor, and we just don't have we don't have the feel. You know, you know how like sometimes players know when the pass is coming yet. We don't we're like a month in. We don't have I don't have that feel yet of where I can't tell if Cody's 
reading my mind like hey, we need to get to the points bet ad. So I feel I like was I was I felt we've, it we've gotten much better at it. Yeah, we have. Yeah, we, we've yeah. had a you know a look across. But I'm thinking if we just do like signals or something. If I grab the bill <laughs> of my hat and and pull on an earlobe, that that is He's just going to start rubbing that's his point. But I'm going to start going like this. And if I rub my knee, then I'm calling it off for another couple minutes. Yeah, I'm crying. So. So if people see that on the on the YouTube, they know what that is. But people at home will have no idea that I've just given you the hand signal. Yeah, and shout out to PointsBet. They followed me on Twitter yesterday. Me they too. They followed me too. How about that? Oh, yeah. Triple follow. Yeah, Great maybe day. Drew Brees and Paige Sporonic will will join join them and follow us all. Drew Brees, they went big. <laughs> they went right for the stars when they got Drew Brees, huh? Um. Yeah, I don't know. You know, this this game had so many things going into it that were uh, different about it. Again, the, the starting the series with a win and then having the opportunity with your ace on the mound. Uh, but it was also big because it was Jackie Robinson Day. 75 years since he broke the color barrier in baseball. And I wanted, you know, I said in the offseason, like, they've got to get the season started so they can get to this game. Like, mm-hmm. this has to be celebrated around Major League Baseball. And, and frankly, not just baseball, sports all over the world, you know, because he changed it for everybody. And, and, yeah. and it's not just African-American players, it's international players. Like, the game is completely different. And Kyle did a great job uh, on a post that he has at allchjoe.com. That is a free one, yep. so you don't have to be a member. Make sure you go check it out. Uh, give us what you think are... The highlights, or, or you know what? Before you can say that, like, what did you enjoy most about putting the piece together? What I enjoyed most was there's a there's a piece in the article where I talked with Willie Harris, um, the third base coach for the Cubs, and he mentioned how in what turned out to be the last public speech of Jackie Robinson, he advocated for more black managers and black coaches, and for Willie Harris, who's from the same hometown as Jackie Robinson, he just he you can tell how appreciative he was of. Um, being the third base coach, not only for the Cubs, but just for what it represents to other black people who aspire to be in the sport. And so just the appreciation that you get that I got from a Willie Harris or a Jason Hayward who gave up his game check today and acknowledges just the tremendous sacrifices that Jackie Robinson endured in order for then obviously we're not where the game's not where it wants to be in terms of a uh, black and minority representation, but you know, it's on the up and up because of Jackie Robinson doing what he did. I mean, Jason Hayward, that is, you know, he's making a lot of money is what some people say. But you know what? It, it's what he's symbolizing symbolizing while he's doing it. And he doesn't have to do it. It's still a lot of money. That game check is still <laughs> a lot of money that he's, he's putting forward. And he does so many things in the community. Um, I know people want to see some of the baseball stuff happen, but – in the last week, just think of some of the things he's done around the game, not just in the game for the Cubs. And you're trying to get young players to come up and learn to play it the right way, right? All these young guys are coming up, and this is part of the reason why he's there on the opening day roster, not just because of the contract he signed, because this is the guy he is. You know, he goes down, and when a grocery store is trying to open up in the city where they don't have enough grocery stores, Jason Hayward is there. When somebody needs a a donation, Jason Hayward is there. When Jackie Robinson Day needs to be recognized, he's doing something like this. He could just say, you know what, I'm wearing number 42, 
and it's a big day to me. No, he took his paycheck and he's given it to the Jackie Robinson yeah. Foundation. It's like he does some great things. Last last weekend, everybody was all over him, and he comes running in from the outfield, and all of a sudden he's the most popular guy on the team, you know, to protect his teammates. Um, these are the type of leadership things that are visible to us that he's doing. Imagine the things that he's doing in the locker room, on the plane, you know, as the team's traveling, as guys are coming up at spring training. He brings a lot to the table. I'm not saying he has to play every day. I'm just saying currently the way this roster is and the way this team is built, I don't mind Jason Hayward on this team because uh, he he plays the game at a different level, maybe not currently on the field the way he wants to, uh, but he's one of the more impactful players off the field. And so maybe that role, I, I really do hope for him that that becomes – um, something that he wants to do. I've never talked to him about it, but I would love to see him be a manager or get into the front office or, you know, want to be part ownership like uh, Derek Jeter or somebody like that. Like, yeah. I would love to see him embrace the game, continue to be part of the game when his career is over because I think he has so much to offer. Yeah. I mean, I know seven games. He actually hasn't been too bad this year so far. No, he's been off he's to a, a good start. Yeah, he's but. off to a decent start. And, and, you, and I love to see it because – Last year was his worst season as a Cub, but I thought a lot of injuries really derailed him, um, is what it is. But, yeah, I mean, everything you're saying about, you know, how he is off the field and, and stuff, and and he's always been very outspoken on this day every year. Yep. And, and just in general, he's been very outspoken about this kind of stuff. And, you know, he's just some, someone just that everyone has respected, um, you know, through the years and, you know, some again, people can talk about the contract all they want. He's still a good dude, and like again, the Cubs have had plenty of bad contracts in the past, and some of those guys are just bad dudes, and that makes it worse. At least Jason Hayward's a good dude in the community, good guy in the clubhouse that people want to be around and be a team teammate with. Like that's something to me that I I'll always look at. I love I just love the Jackie Robinson gesture. I just think it's great. Daniel points out, um, you know, what we were talking about earlier that you know it's not just that it opened up the game for African-American players. You, you know, Suzuki's not here. It, it, yeah, people from absolutely. all over the world are playing the game. The game's n nowhere near what it is today without what Jackie Robinson did. It, you yeah. know, who knows what the game is like, but it certainly isn't played at this level and it expanded worldwide the way it has today. Um, and it's just, he opened up so many opportunities for people to play mm -hmm. the game and, and change lives and, generations of family i mean it's mm -hmm. it's a it's a really cool thing and i was telling cody i said i can't i have started the movie the jackie robinson movie like three 42. times yeah. and and all three times it's distracted me and i was thinking on the way into today i'm like i'm so angry at myself for <laughs> having not finished this movie because I've wanted to watch it. It's been out forever, yep. and I've watched so many other garbage movies, <laughs> you know. And I and everybody says like it's a great movie. How haven't you watched them? Like, no, I know I started it. Like I I've, I've started the movie on demand like three times, and all three times something pulled me away from it. And so I gotta find. I have to find time. You gotta finish it. Yeah, it's such a good. I, movie. It's got to be in the next week or so. Like I I want to do it while it's fresh in my mind before I, I once again what will yeah. happen is I forget about it. And then, the, but I, I've heard that it's just it's an outstanding movie. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's a, it's just a, Chadwick Boseman, man, rip in peace. Yeah, rest in peace. And mm -hmm. kind of like echoing what you two guys have said, Hayward's he's a good dude. Like he's 
Last summer, he opened up the Jason Hayward um, Baseball Academy. They're breaking ground on that. And he's just always in the community. And, you know, you mentioned the contract. I, I always find it funny when people are like, oh, he's overpaid. He makes this. I'm like, yeah, he probably is. But, I mean, it's not my money. Like, I'm, <laughs> right. not, I'm not going to watch what he's like. Yeah. The, I mean, it's not affecting the team this year either, like yeah. his contract. But one thing like that really struck out to me in the interview that he mentioned was Suzuki that, like you mentioned, um, Robinson breaking the entry allows so Hayward and Suzuki could share a locker room. And for all intents and purposes, the Cubs have been diverse, especially relative to baseball, in Hayward's tenure. You know, you mentioned Carl Edwards Jr. You mentioned Dexter Fowler, Mm -hmm. Willie Harris being there, and um, there's probably more that I'm not even mentioning right now. And it's just when you think of the impact and, like, how far the game has come, it's – it's astonishing like that Shohei Atani is one of the faces of baseball he's probably the biggest face in baseball right now and that's all because of Jackie Robinson and what he did 75 years ago today well think about that Suzuki and Hayward playing next to each other in the outfield and I feel like uh, it's pretty evident just from watching them interact that there is a relationship between the two of them that the Cubs want him to mentor Suzuki in, in, into Major League Baseball, um, and because they're they're constantly communicating and laughing in the outfield and having discussions, and that's another reason he's on the roster is because they have this new player coming in that has to adapt to a new culture, and who better to help him than Jason Hayward? So Absolutely. yeah, um, you know, that's a good point. That's another interesting tie between those guys. Um, thanks for writing the article. Yeah, go check All it out. All chgo. dot com, and correct? it's free. It's unlocked. You can go read it, and then you can subscribe because there's all all kinds of other great content to read. Sorry, Luke. No, I was just going <laughs> to say thanks for writing it, and make sure you check it out. All that stuff. Um, I know you've been working on it for a while, right? Like a couple couple weeks. Couple of weeks. Yeah. As soon as soon as the lockout ended, that article idea popped into my mind because I just knew that was going to be one of the first big landmark days for baseball yeah. after opening day and something that I'm, I'm passionate about and it's important to write about, to discuss. Agreed. Yeah, I agree. Agreed. Uh, Keegan Thompson, by the way, as we shift gears, uh, he appealed his suspension, so he will not be playing tomorrow's game, but it's down to two games. Of course, as we mentioned, that impacts um, the bullpen. And then if we have some other nuggets and news from today, that are a little bit different outside of the game. The third one would be the the Ricketts withdrawing <laughs> their bid for Chelsea FC. Um, oh, I don't want to spend too much time on this because they're not make they're, they're they're backing out of it. They're not going for the bid anymore. So yeah. if it was going the other way and it had narrowed it down to like two people now, then I'd be like, okay, let's talk about this. But yeah, um, I think it's a sigh of relief. It should be a sigh of relief for Cubs fans. I would agree 100% that Cubs fans are like, wow, we didn't want that to happen because if they're not, you know, if they're financially strapped right now because of whatever reasons, going out and adding, having a soccer team probably wouldn't help is is the obvious. <laughs> um, so we'll see. But I, I also, for, for the Ricketts family, it seems to make sense to me too, if there's people protesting and are angry that you're involved in it, why would you want to put yeah. tons of money into something that you know going into the people that would make you money don't want? 
right? right? The fans are who's going to make you that money. So if you're going into it and purchasing it and they're screaming and protesting that they don't want you to do it, well, then I would say, you know what, I'm going to take my money back to the United States and forget that investment. Yeah, I, from what I read, it, the reason they pulled out had nothing to do with, like, the protesting and stuff. But it um, still makes sense. But, yeah, it still <laughs> makes sense. And, and maybe they're saying that just to say it, you know, because they can say that. But, uh, yeah, I mean, again, I'm just – me as the fan guy here, I'm just a sigh of relief. But <laughs> – uh, also, um, I'm clearly the people, the fans in Chelsea didn't want them. So I think two people won or two fan, two groups, fan of fans, bases, won. two fan bases, two fan bases won, won there. Yeah. So, I mean, you, what you said about like, you know, you know, we always talk about biblical losses and like that whole story. And then like this whole thing with Chelsea, like it really didn't make sense why the, why the, why the Ricketts were trying to do this other than the fact that we could all just sit here and assume they've been lying to our face for the last two years. But I mean, it's just interesting how this whole thing started. And again, thankfully it ended. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I see January has jumped on the uh, chat. Jack's still here. Daniel's still here. Yeah, got a lot Joe, of people. Joe DiGiacomo. What a great name that is. It's great duty. I think they're group. talking about uh, Hayward's still there, right? A lot yeah, of Hayward love. A lot of Hayward love in there. Which is oh, great to Red see. Says, Honestly, surprising. Usually when I I wrote something about Hayward last year, and the first five comments were about his batting average. So <laughs> a nice change of pace. Were you on Facebook when you did that? No, I was actually on Twitter. I was on Twitter. So it would have okay. been worse if I was on Facebook. Yeah. That's, oh, yeah. That, that's, that's why I asked because, like, that's the first thing people on Facebook comments <laughs> bring up. Or, oh, this guy's batting this. And it's like, okay, well. We've kind of advanced now. Yeah, it's all my people. It's the all the story. old people on Facebook. <laughs> the old man yells yeah, at cloud guys. The old man yelling about, get off my lawn. Uh, you know what they need? They need uh, something to boost their energy in the morning. So you want to start your day with a competitive edge? Strava CBD coffee is a game changer. It's helped thousands of people improve their overall wellness and quality of life. Strava delivers delicious, fresh, roasted specialty coffee infused with organic broad-spectrum CBD. CBD from hemp doesn't make you high or hungry, but it does offer real benefits that can help you feel alert and focused without the jitters. Maybe you want to try some tonight. Live your day more balanced with less anxiety and fewer aches and pains. Plus, CBD in your daily routine can even help you enjoy a more restful sleep so you wake up feeling your best. So if you only get like four hours of sleep tonight, CBD will help you out a little bit. The best part, Strava is all about quality. Everything's small batch, fresh, and shipped straight to your door. It also offers concentrated full-spectrum CBD tinctures for those of you looking for more traditional CBD format with a powerful entourage effect of benefits. CHGO listeners can save 25% off their entire purchase when you use the code CHGO25. That's 25% off your entire order at StravaCraftCoffee.com. When you use the code CHGO25 at checkout, discount coupon valid on non-subscription purchases only, one use per customer. Already love Strava? Well, then subscribe and save with the Strava Coffee Club. Strava, you're in control, so you save on your favorite coffees and have them automatically delivered to your home or your office on your preferred schedule. All right, we have some outside. Again, Cubs lose 6-5 to five on Jackie Robinson Day in mm -hmm. Denver. And then we have the former Cubs, 
that are making all kinds of news that are still in the news. Uh, let's start with the hobby quotes. First, uh, talking to Gordon Whitmire of NBC Sports Chicago. Yes. And pointing out that he thought they were about five days away from having a deal done when the pandemic hit. Javi says they were five days away from having an extension done, and then he claims the pandemic hit and everything changed. Yeah. How's that make you feel? Uh, not great, Bob. As if the pandemic wasn't bad enough. <laughs> yeah, I mean... <laughs> it to, also took away Javier Baez. He, he also says, like, it was really, really close more than anybody thinks. And I feel like the... General Cubs fan always thought Javi was going to be the one that they would be able to extend. He was always going to be the cheapest I one, I feel like. And he was probably the biggest fan favorite uh, outside of probably Rizzo. Um, but, yeah, I mean, there was never really anything hidden about the contract talks with him. You know, the, you know, the alleged $180 million deal in mm -hmm. 2019 that, he basically bet on himself for who knows what they were offering. We're going to offer him. I got from my understanding, these quotes are about right. Like I get literally right before the pandemic. So it going into spring training or during spring training. So they clearly had met up after the 2019 off season and uh, you know, things didn't work out again. It's just, it is what it is uh, on the flip side for me. And, and I totally get it. If no one agrees with me, I'm I'm okay that the Cubs didn't re-sign Javi. I think the, Jack's with you. He says if Javi wanted to be a Cub, he'd be a Cub. That's true, but just as, from a pure baseball perspective, I'm I am okay that Javi did not re-sign with the Cubs. We could have used his power tonight, no doubt. But knowing him, he might have struck out three times and could have looked like Contreras uh, uh, in in the eighth inning there. I mean, I've, though I do think he probably would have swung the bat. But you know, what I mean, like it. Maybe him with all these contact bats, maybe you would get a different hobby. I don't know. We're yeah. never going to see. But uh, my biggest thing with hobby was that he just never really changed his approach after 2019. So, uh, you know, to me, I wish him all the best. I hope he plays well for Detroit. We talked about it the other day, like that chef's kiss, like <laughs> poetic justice that he did to the White Sox on opening day was just kind of – was kind of like, oh, you guys welcomed him into the division, thought that you were going to be able to own him for the next set four or five years or whatever it is, and he just walked it off on you. Uh, it, it, it was poetic justice. and I'm, So basically what I'm saying is I'm always going to root for him. It is what it is. I don't know. Like This whole contract stuff with former Cubs is just always going to be talked about, and it is what it is. Yeah, Daniel says <laughs> if it was as close as he thinks it was, wouldn't they have made an offer this offseason? I think he's suggesting that, like, it was close, the pandemic hit, and everything changed after that. Maybe yeah. maybe it wasn't the offer wasn't taken off the table, but then they went on to lose uh, their one, you know, quick little playoff appearance and it was Against the Marlins. And it was all losing the same way, you know, yeah. over and over. And I think at that point it was like, Okay, mm -hmm. uh, we need to change something up when once they finished that off season review that maybe that's when they decided, you know, maybe it wasn't during the beginning of the pandemic, maybe it was once they lost that playoff series, that short playoff series. I don't know. I I, yeah. I think most Cubs fans wish him well. He's one of the most exciting players in Cubs history. Mm -hmm. um, you know, came up a Cub, will always be a Cub, won the World Series, and hope he plays well in Detroit. Yeah. yeah I, and, and I don't blame him for betting on himself either. Right. 
No, I think I, I think I, I tweeted that the tweeted uh, this this morning um, about Javi, and I thought out of all of those former Cubs, I personally wouldn't have been upset if they brought back Javi Baez just because his power. Yes, he's going to strike out. Yes, he's going to have lapses here and there, but just his exciting style of play and just him manning short, then maybe you have Horner at second. I, that would have been amazing defensively. And it's just it's weird to see that out of all of the guys, it feels like Javi was the only one who was very close to signing. And, mm-hmm. yeah. and then it just disappeared. And right. so I just – we need a 30 for 30 on this. This, yeah. so, this is honestly it, what we need. Yeah. It's yeah. just on this entire situation from winning the World Series to now and, like, right. what happened. Like, but we need that 30 for 30 in, like, 10 years. I've had enough yeah. of it for now. Like, I, yeah. I, I was – if I was writing the check, I would have been concerned about how his body yep. would have held up because of the way he played. The, the thing you loved most about Javi Baez was the way he played the game and, you know – Taking home when you thought there was no chance to get it. Mm-hmm. Second base when there was no chance. The head first slides where you thought every time he was going to do it, this is the time where he's going to break a finger. This mm-hmm. is where the wrist yep. gets hurt. Um, I, I could see somebody being worried about writing a huge check and the guy's age getting up more and more that he continued right. to play that way. And with the way that he swings the bat, too. Everything, like, yeah. He, last year he had some Everything is 110%. Issues. Yeah. Last year he had some back or oblique issues, and it all stemmed from how he swings – and my thing, like, I, hey, when he hits the ball far, it's fun. It's great. And I have a great time. And I love his rivalry with Amir Garrett. Like, that was awesome. I love that. last great moment as I, a coach. Yeah, I loved every moment of it. But I, I don't know. Like, it just seemed like sometimes it was a little bit more about him than the team and, and stuff like that. Um, it wasn't all the time like that, but there were times like that. And it's just, I don't know. There, to me, I will be okay. If he goes on and, and has, like, another five, six-year stretch <laughs> of just being great with the Tigers, I feel like I'm still going to be, right. be I'm still gonna be all right. right. I'm always going to be different about KB, though. KB's would, the one. Would you been all right if Joe Madden had the bases loaded and intentionally <laughs> walked? Just, just throwing that out there. Um, go ahead. Describe the whole situation for us, what happened. In this game, the Angels, because it is one of the stranger uh, so things I've Corey heard. Corey Seager was at the plate, um, and the, the bases were loaded, and the Rangers were already up one run. It was three to two. So Joe Madden and the Angels are losing by yes. a run. And Joe Madden and the Angels decide to intentionally walk Corey Seager with the bases loaded. So uh, the last time anyone like that, Anything like that happened, I think it was just Barry Bonds back in the day. Um, but down a run? But already down a run, though. And uh, it didn't work. And it somehow worked. It didn't work because, no, they gave up three runs. Well, right? they did, yeah. yeah. I mean, they gave up three runs. So it's like. As the game went on, they, they ended up winning the game, I think. Um, but yeah, it was, oh, the, it was yeah, one, of the weirder, one of the weirder uh, <laughs> things that we've seen. Uh, classic Joe Madden. Uh, Jake Arietta ripped him. Right, Jake. Yeah, Jake jumped Arietta, in on yeah, it. Like, yeah. what is happening to baseball? The I can. Let me bring that tweet up. It's uh, the Angels beat reporter for um, MLB.com said that this is only the third time since 1950 that this has happened. Josh Hamilton was also given a free pass oh, okay. with the bases loaded in 2008, and Barry Bonds in 1998. Yeah, right. but other than those two, this is now the third. Seager's a good player. He's not Barry right. Bonds. So jacked Ari- up on juice. Arietta tweeted and again. 
This is Arietta talking about Joe Madden, his former manager, who they both won the World Series with. He tweeted, walking in a run, already down by one, with a fresh reliever in the game, you are you are better off pulling the pitcher and optioning him immediately because you have no faith in his ability. <laughs> Seager is an incredible hitter, but is. what is happening to baseball? Like, it's just... <laughs> I mean, he's not wrong. No, I mean, he's he's he is not Barry Bonds jacked on juice. <laughs> right, right. Guys, Cubs not. may have lost, but we got some good news. We got Ryan Herrera in. Oh, let's is. bring him in. Hello, how's it going? We're just how, all how we sulking in how our sadness together. <laughs> Cody rode the roller coaster tonight. Yeah, we're riding the roller coaster. We're taking the first loss. Tell. Me and me and Luke taking the first loss on the post game. What's what's the word from the uh, clubhouse? What, what were the uh, key topics tonight? Uh, so well, we talked to Strowman. Um, you know, he basically was just saying that he's got to be better. Like he was, you know, kind of cruising through three, and that fourth inning, he just kind of felt like uh, it was his mechanics or whatever was just kind of fell off. Uh, Rossi actually said it might have been there was like a, a time. I don't remember which at bat it was or who it was at the plate. But there was like a time called while he was in the middle of his delivery. And then that, like, he kind of like, I don't know, he like stumbled or anything, but just like that kind of maybe threw him off. Um, that's what Rossi said. He said, and then like after that, just never really got back in the rhythm. Stroman said that he wouldn't like blame anything on that. Like he was just on him and he uh, just mechanics were off for him after the fourth inning. He just couldn't kind of find it there. Um, so, yeah, I mean, uh, tough, tough day on the mound for him, or a tough fourth inning for him on the mound. And, um, you know, the, we talked about Patrick Wisdom a little bit. Those two doubles in the eighth and ninth, obviously good to see him get out of his funk a little bit. I think he was like one for 21 or something like that coming into the game. Um, Rossi said, you know, good. Rossi said before the game that he thinks it wasn't, he was just kind of missing his pitch. Like he just was, was just missing, right? Um, and so today clearly wasn't missing and got those those two in the gap out to left field. So um, it, was, I mean, it was a solid day at the plate. Was it 10, 11 hits or so? Um, got a lot of, Runners on base just couldn't complete that comeback, and you know that's I and mean, that's about it. I mean, Stro again, Stroman knows he needs to be better. Rossi likes again. It's a lot of contact, and it's not a lot of strikeouts. And this, this team is putting the ball in play, but it's um, yeah, it's it's just making sure you're getting that kind of getting those Dude. runs in when you get the chance. You know, that strikeout from Contreras, the bases loaded, uh, was a tough few tough pitches. I know that second one looked maybe like it was a ball, but all kind of borderline. So. Um, just a couple missed chances. I think that that's about where that, you know, that's the one run difference right there. Um, did you happen to ask him about Saya and like not like taking him out instead of leaving him in by chance, Ryan? It's a popular question on it the is chat. I wanted question. to know why he didn't stay in. He, Ro Rossi was not asked that today on the, uh, the post. Are you serious? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I know that he said before that he wanted to keep, say, he wanted to get him off his feet. Um, and so I think the logical thing is that he put him in for the pinch hit, got walked right away, but he yeah. didn't want him playing the field. Like, this was a scheduled day off for him, um, and so he just didn't want, say, playing the field. I think that's about as simple as it is. Um, Rossi said that pregame. That that's that's when we asked him why Saya was out of the lineup in the first place. It was because he didn't want him, you know, it was, it was his day off, scheduled day off, get him off his feet. Um, and so even though he went in for that, ultimately, a, a intentional walk, that was all that he was going to ask for Saya. He wasn't going to put him in the in the outfield. I think that was it. I don't think there's anything 
I mean, it's also with the DH and all this stuff, you're kind of trying to, I think he's still trying to learn how to play around with it too. But um, I think it was just keeping Seiya off his feet, not putting him out in the field when it's the day that, you know, Ross wants to give him a break. Because it, it was his first time out of the lineup so far this year. So, yeah. I was wondering, uh, did he confirm Mark Leiter Jr. for the start tomorrow? He did earlier today. I tweeted it. He should turn my, uh, my alerts on. Grandpa Stucky, if you know how to do that on the Twitter machine. <laughs> All um, I asked is if no, he, yeah, if he, he confirmed it. I, I, I didn't ask if you tweeted Ryan it. just coming in here I hot, did. man. I'm, I'm trying to give you things to talk about. Let's turn Ryan this off. Like, this is like, this Shut like him five off. hours old news. No, he did. Uh, yeah, Mark Leiter is starting tomorrow. Um, had not confirmed what the, the – no official moves been made except they haven't made a 40-man move to get him on there, so – sure we'll get that at some point tomorrow we'll see and then we can talk more about it but as far as Saturday starter it's it's looking like Mark Leiter Jr. Do you think does has he put anything out there on like how many pitches this guy will get I admittedly I know he you know we saw him a little bit in spring training but I personally don't know a lot about him like is he a one time through the rotate or not the rotation the lineup type guy or are they gonna is he stretched out fully enough, really, to be able to go four or five innings, or what do you got? Do you know any anything? <laughs> yeah, I mean, he 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 didn't really talk. I mean, he kind of confirmed it. We asked him what he liked, and just he liked what he saw. Again, the four pitch mix and spring training, just kind of saw what he liked. Didn't really get into too much specific on how far he could go into a game. I mean, he started a week ago with Iowa. I don't remember off the top of my head how many innings he got, how many pitches he threw. Um, I think at least one time through the order would be good, right? I think that's what they could hope for, if not more than that. Um, but, yeah, I, I also, like, you saw just over the first week how kind of not not a tight leash Ross had, but just how he wasn't trying to – or making sure these guys weren't getting overworked their first couple times through you – know, first couple times throwing during the season. So it might be, might be on the same level where he's a taxi squad guy. He's going to – you know, be obviously up to fill in for Saturday, then maybe get option back down or whatever, uh, whatever it takes. So um, I can't imagine he's Rossi's looking for seven innings or more, but I, we could certainly ask him uh, tomorrow morning or tomorrow afternoon too about that. All right. Sounds good. Thanks, Ryan. Oh, like I can almost like pat his head from right here. If you look at it, let you, uh, we know you got a lot of work to do tomorrow. Hey, you should check my Twitter feed. Cause I mentioned how you're winless against me and ping pong. Okay. Shut him off. No response. Yeah. Get him out of here. Get him out of here. Oh, and one against the King. Oh, and one against have, the King. Don't go have too much fun at the DMVR bar now. That's right. Oh, we're, um, well, we're, I was over there earlier uh, today. Not, not doing anything I wasn't, wasn't supposed to be doing, but just kind of checking it out again. It's a, it's a good bar, man. You guys should come out <laughs> to Denver. You can say that nice. you had Hang a on. beer, man. It's all right. It's all right <laughs> to say you had didn't. a beer, Ryan. I actually didn't, though. That's, that's, the, okay. that's the problem. But, no, you guys should come come check it out. It's a, it's a, good, it's a good time. <laughs> Sounds good. Uh, have fun the rest right. of the weekend out there. All right, guys. We'll talk to you soon. See you, so, man. Uh, again, you'll be able to read Ryan's stuff at allchgo.com, which is also where you can catch Kyle's article about Jackie Robinson Day and what it means around Major League Baseball. Cubs lose 6-5 the final. They can still get a series win. They could still get a split. There's still a lot of positive news out there. And they went into the game first-place team in the division. Yeah, and uh, the Brewers got rocked tonight by, this, by the Cardinals. Um, and 
right now, I feel like I hate Milwaukee that more than I do St. Louis due to recent history with Wilson Contreras. So I'm gonna ride that that loss by Milwaukee tonight. Uh, you know, I'm gonna use that as motivation to to go into go into tomorrow's Cubs game with a positive attitude. So. There's your spin zone for the That's night. That's how we're ending the podcast. Very good. Thanks for <laughs> dropping in to check out the CHGO Cubs postgame show presented by PointsBet. See if they can win one on Saturday and Sunday and get a series win against the Rockies. We'll talk to you later.